Y'all ready for this? Welcome to episode seven of the RPO show. This one has to be special because we've spent the last hour and a half trying to get this thing to work. We were going to sit down and record at 2.30. It is currently <laughs> 4 p.m. My computer, Zoom, was using 100% CPU. Don't even know how that's possible. Went up to 124. So I had to switch my whole setup. Then everyone's computer was lagging. So I don't know. But we have a good show for you today. We got the headlines, we're the betting we're segment. We got Let's some go. fantasy. We're rolling until we're not rolling. And then we got some good one-on-ones and, of course, the crazy stat of the week. So, Dylan, go ahead and take us away with the headlines. All right, let's just dive into it. And honestly, this past week has been a good week for headlines. We never always get it's, – it's hit or miss, right? Usually we get headlines or we don't. This is a good week. The first one, we got Melvin Ingram signed with the Steelers. Dobbs, hit us with that crazy stat for Melvin Ingram. All right, all right. So – there's a few of them I'll throw in just real quick. He's, oh, wow. okay. he, so <laughs> I can't confirm this, but he might be the only edge rusher in the NFL to have like three interceptions over the course of the last three seasons. So like one interception each season is 2018. He had zero sacks last year, but he also had 28 pressures, which is tied for the most pressures without a sack last year. And yeah, so that's interesting. Um, so it's not like, like he's like, he's definitely going to provide value to this there's for sure. And um, the question is really like, can you get that sack number back up? But either way, I think it's a good signing for sure. I love the signing personally. I, it's just adding depth to that D-line and making that defense even better than it was, which is, it seemed like it'd be hard to do, but they did it. All right, moving on to the next one. Unfortunately, Cam Akers towards Achilles. And this actually kind of hit, hit me hard because I think he was poised to have a great year, breakout year. He's taking on that number one running back role. Um, so we won't get to see him this year. But I want to ask you guys, should the Rams add another running back to their roster? I think you have to. I would I would sign AP, to be honest, um, because I think Henderson and him have like kind of a similar running style. So not necessarily like you're going to have that receiving back and then like that power back. But I think – AP, especially in a young running back room as Cam, Cam Akers starts to get healthy again, I think putting him in there will will benefit them in, in a knowledge aspect. So, I agree with Hunter. I really think they need to add somebody because uh, Henderson has not been able to stay healthy this first two years in the league. So if they want to rely on their rookie running backs, they can go for that. But why not sign a guy like AP? I mean – we had the one-on-one last week where, you know, Dobbs really hyped AP up, and I, I got excited just thinking about him too. Like, AP on the Rams might even be better than Henderson and Cam Akers was. Like, you never know. No, you know, you know who else is still available too as a free agent that's not – they're not horrible yet. I know that they've had problems with injuries too. But, hey, if you want someone who's younger that might have a little bit more promise and, and you know, juice left in the tank – Duke Johnson is still available. Interesting. I mean, because the running back market is for real very – it's definitely pretty worn out right now. And that's kind of why I feel like it is – that's why this injury is so shitty for, for the Rams because, like, you really – like, Haymakers for real had it. Like, it looked like he was going to rush for, like, 1,300-plus yards this year. And now you're in a position where you don't even know if you have a guy that's going to go over 1,000. So, yeah, it'll, it is honestly going to be interesting to see how it turns out. It also is giving a young guy in the Rams an opportunity to break out and become a household name. So, it, it'll be really interesting to see how this season goes for them. Yeah, and I think AP was meant for this role. He's the veteran. They have a really young running back room. You add him into the mix. He's not going to be that every down guy. Put him in there for like, I don't know, five, eight, ten carries a game. He's going to be electric in that Rams offense. So far, hey, he would be going nuts over him. Him and Stafford finally get a chance on a winning team to go get a ring oh, together. Wow. Hey, that's, cool. that's the narrative I'm coming up with. If they if they if they make the move. NFC NFC North Boys getting it done in LA. Literally that A A NFC North Boys getting done in LA. Someone, someone, someone trademarked this. Before we move on to the next one, line. Yeah, I'm gonna throw sure. on uh, a hot take. Oh. I am not a Henderson or Acres buyer. I'm just not like I don't I'm not sold on either of them. I don't think I don't think like they're like these incredible backs i don't know henderson i understand no. henderson but cam Akers, i 
I loved him at FSU. I think he's a dog. But we'll see, I guess. Uh, yeah. I drafted him last I mean, year. So Akers. <laughs> oh, Connor knows Anderson's. all about the Rams running back room last year. Absolutely. <laughs> Man. Well, honestly, this only helps Stafford's MVP. True. It definitely or, does. Don't rely on him. More as, as, sh- as shitty as that is to say, it, it is a segue right here. We're moving on to another MVP, the MVP from last year. We're not going to touch on this too much, but Aaron Rodgers declined a two-year extension that would make him the highest paid NFL player annually. I thought this was interesting because it gives us a little bit more to the narrative, right? It's not really about the money. It's more about him having control over the situation, which is kind of, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. What do you guys think here? Bye. I don't know. Fuck him. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it really just speaks to how betrayed he feels by the organization. Like, they're giving him his respect now, and he still doesn't want it from him. He said that it's too far gone, buddy. No, you know what I love about it? He, he quite literally is putting his money where his mouth is. Like, literally, that's hard to find dudes, like, dudes that still do that. And, like, he wants to win, obviously. He's literally he, – he's either retiring or he wants to put himself in a position where he really thinks he can win. What's even more strange is obviously he doesn't think Green Bay is that place. He's like, fuck this. So, that hey, I just – like, the whole story is pretty crazy at this point. I definitely didn't think that we were going to be uh, entering the beginning of the season at the end of last year's Super Bowl with this being, you know, basically like the overarching headline. It's crazy. Yeah, for, like, the NFL offseason. It's definitely been so, wild. I actually have a question I want to pose real quick. What team could give up the least in a deal and get Aaron Rodgers? Like, like they would, they could swap quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they like could give them a, like a decent young a quarterback, good quarterback. Well, no, because I feel like I feel like the Packers still are going to try to get the investment out of Jordan Love. Like, I like I feel like if anything, you'd have yeah. to offer them really good draft capital and yeah. be in confident, being confident you can win right now. And like, I'll say, give you two, three, like, or like, like a first rounder and like two second rounders over the next couple of years. Like, I'd so. say draft capital and then maybe a decent young player at a different position. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't know if they'll be going after quarterback, but sometimes they like to add quarterbacks just to make it competitive, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you could do that. And then, like, I was thinking more like straight up like deals. Like, what if, what if, like, I don't know, just like, the, I can't think of anything else off the top of the head, but like, or what if the, for some reason, the Bills wanted Aaron Rodgers? Like, you trade Josh Allen and what a pick and you get him? Hunter, I'd be thinking, fucked for that. I was thinking maybe even, <laughs> I uh, would, I'd be so mad if that would happen. No, I would be so the Packers, too, the Packers would be the greatest franchise in the, of the decade. I get, what you're, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A scenario where it would a team take, would consider trading their young quarterback to get Rodgers. Right. Right. I was thinking maybe a little Kyler Murray, Isaiah Simmons. That's not in. horrible. Uh, got, That's actually got Hopkins. He's got the weapons, and I you think, get the young defensive talent that could be generational. Two generational pieces for one generational piece. The definition of mortgaging your future, though, that is really the definition of mortgaging <laughs> your future. I think to answer your question, Hunter, a team that was already linked to them, the Raiders, I could see them doing that with Derek Carr. I see. I don't. I don't think that they're, is, they're disrespecting themselves. Yeah. They are literally. They would be. The they most would have to give up. Deal they'd have history. to give up at least probably like two first. That's maybe? what I'm like, saying. Though, I, think the, I think what Connor said about the Cardinals would be the least amount a team would give yeah. up. Yeah. Right. All right. You guys ready to move on to the next one? Yes. Dobbs, I'm gonna let you have the floor first after I introduce it because I know you're you just going about the market. Okay. It's crazy. Right, so Fred Warner. Signed a contract extension for five years worth $95 million. Dobbs, what does this do to the linebacker market? Well, it, it, like the linebacker market is literally exploded now. Like it, this is for real. Like a, I mean, Fred Warner's a legend. If he, if he, if he, if he, get, if he just stays healthy all five years, this he literally has made like $100 million. And, and that's unheard of for a middle linebacker. But obviously now this is going to become the standard for all pro linebackers. And that's what, that's what, you know, I mean, the whole point of resetting the market is. So Fred Warner's done that with the linebacker market. We're about to have Jamal Adams do with the safety market. People are resetting markets. And as so that's just illustrating to us how much the cap is changing. And, you know, we're, we're literally witnessing right now how much bigger the NFL is getting and how much more these dudes are able to get paid. So, yeah, we're, we're in the middle of that right now. And Fred Warner is the first guy to cash out. So, hey, if I had to buy a glass of champagne, I'd give, I'd give cheers to you, Fred Warner. So go crazy. And Jamal Adams is going to be the next guy to 
do this. So it's definitely something to keep our eyes on. All right. I so Connor, the- I was going to say, what would this do for a scenario with the bears and a young linebacker coming off his rookie deal, like Roquan? So uh, before I touch on the bears, actually Darius Leonard is the next guy that's going to get paid like that. And I think the Colts put him in a good, put themselves in a good spot by having so much cap space. They have like the most cap space in the league right now for a team that good. So I think they've been preparing for this, but on the flip side, the bears are going to have to pay Roquan Smith next year. And we do not have the cap space to really pull that off. Plus sign a Rob. So I think the 49ers did such a good job by getting out there early, being the first ones to set the market for guys like, him um sooner or later you're gonna have to uh pay Devin White Devin Bush all these good linebackers are coming up and whatnot Fred Warner set the market you know he deserved all the money and John Lynch did a great job by getting there first so what do you pay Roquan now then no I think you you gotta wait you gotta wait Leonard's gonna gonna get more than that and right that was the point I was gonna bring up too it's interesting that the first person to reset the market is actually doing the best job because then all these other dudes are going to be fighting to get paid as the highest middle linebacker, right? Like Darius Leonard will probably break Fred Warner's contract next year. And then after that, like you said, Connor with Devin White, Devin Bush, Roquan even maybe, like it's just going to keep going up and up. So like the 49ers getting ahead of the curve right here, that was a great play by John Lynch. Darius Leonard is going to demand. I, if I was Darius Leonard, I would. I'd be like, dude, you're going to make me the first $100 million, like, it, out, like inside linebacker. Or I was just like, see ya. Especially with the cap room they have. Yeah. You have so much leverage. That's a thing, leverage. And, it, and it's upsetting as a Bears fan because now, like, oh, we're going to have to pay Roquan 20 mil a year, and we're already paying Khalil Mack 20 mil a year. Oh, this That's a lot to give deep. Connor, I know, Connor and Dylan, I'm glad you guys brought that up because we didn't even oh think about this till now, or I didn't. That's exactly why the contract talks a robber shafted because they know they're like, look, dude, you're, you're, you bring a measure of value, measurable value, but Roquan Smith's position we need, like, we, like, yeah. we need the measurable value. I would rather have Roquan 100 times out of I mean, and it's just what it is, too, because it's easier to find talent at the receiver position than the middle linebacker position. Like, or at least like Hall have, of Fame, like Hall of Fame talent. Like right. The only right. issue is when the the Bears say we don't keep a Rob. Okay, Mooney is not a number one. I don't think will no. be a number one just because of like he's no. a speedster. So my thing is you have to you have to bring in a number one. Then you do. Yep. So like that kind of screws you. So sorry. Off topic. I saw a scenario. And I usually like this guy. His name's Max Markham. He's a Bears Twitter guy. I've seen him. He mm-hmm. posted this tweet today. It was like, what if this would never happen? But he said, Bears got Chris Godwin and like drafted like Chris Olave or something. And it, to me, yeah, that's cool. But that hypothetical makes no sense. If we can't pay A-Rob, what makes you think we'll be able to pay Godwin? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good Maybe point. we can get rid of Quinn. Yeah, that signing's not looking great right now. No, that's the problem, dude. That bro, you guys are you guys are gonna get a good. You guys are just gonna cut him the first chance you have and just eat the cap that one year. They've been like, trying to do everything they can. He, I mean, the only hope is that he spazzes in this new defense because I honestly hated Chuck Pagano as a defensive coordinator. So it just you could tell our defense was trending downward. They were Pagano. they were very conservative. They were very conservative. Yeah. The reason the Bears were so good in 2018 was because they blitzed like every fucking down. It's looking like you guys should just fucking pay Leonard Floyd if we're being honest. Like literally Leonard Floyd's over there. No, I don't think he's going to have another year like that. Like, I think that was a one-off year. Like he finally no, got his I shit think, together. I think he's going to be a solid DN for the Rams for a while. No, he, he like, a, no, Bra- bro, Brandon Staley got him right. Literally in one season, he was like, all right, look, dude, we're just going to fix a few well, things in your tech. Brandon Staley like, ain't there be- no more. He, he he took that Brennan Staley knowledge. That Brennan Staley knowledge is Look what happened to Carson now. Wentz. Look what happened to Carson Wentz when uh, his coach left. Hey, that was that's way, that was way different. That was way different. There was no he had, the, whole, the whole playbook was gone. The whole playbook was gone. Leonard Floyd still remembers his moves. But, I just but, think I think playing off of the best defensive player potentially of all time just helps him out so much. Maybe he might not clean be up as sex. good, but like he'll just be he'll be like a decent piece for the Rams. He won't be anything crazy. I think Connor, you're right. This was probably one of the better years of his career this past year. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the gambling segment here. We decided to go with a new DraftKings section. We got the season specials and we chose three sections, highest scoring team of the year, least points conceded for the year, 
and the winning state. So, Hunter, start us off. Okay. So, if you've listened, I'm a, I'm a Titans guy. The Titans finished, what'd you say, last year, fourth in highest scoring or something like that when we talked yesterday? Okay. Yeah, fourth. They added Julio Jones. So, am I counting on Julio Jones to score a lot more? No. But I'm counting on the defenses being like, oh, shit, we have to cover this guy. And then Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, whatever other fucking receiver wants to eat that day, whatever Tannehill wants to throw to. Man, the Titans at plus 2,000? Stop. Take out Tannehill. Take out Tannehill. He just picks who we want. Take, take out food. He just picks out who he, who he wants that night. What is he? <laughs> what is Tannehill eating for dinner? <laughs> he wants right. Uncle Julio's. He wants Uncle Julio's. <laughs> no. He wants Long John Silver's. This no, is pure comedy. No, let's see. No. Take out Tannehill. Someone write this down. Write this Titans, down. Titans. Titans. Titans at plus two thousand. I think are your best odds in turn in this in this case. All right, Dobbs and Connor, we have a split one with you guys. Let us know. Bless us with the knowledge here. I'll let Con- Connor bless him with the knowledge. All right, all right. Me and Dobbs are on the same page for this one. If you're going to pick the highest scoring team, you're going to want a team that's on offense a lot, and you're going to want a team that's got one of the best offenses in the league. And at plus 1,600, we got them boys. That's all I'm going to say. Boys. I, I never, I, I never th- I th- I thought I'd be siding with them boys, but he, he, <laughs> you got the Mike McCarthy boys. That's Mike crazy. McCarthy. Mark McCarthy boys, the boys with the Z at the end, bro. Don't forget. Dylan took the easiest fucking choice. All right. Well, let me preface it here. Let me preface it here. I was with the riding with the Rams for this one, but because of Connor and Dobbs explanation for the Cowboys having a bad defense means you're on offense a lot. This team doesn't necessarily have a bad defense, but it scared me away from the Rams because their defense is so fire. But I just decided to ride with my boy Mahomes here. He's going for 50 tutties this year, I promise. 5-0. If, yeah, he's doing it. He's I already promise. done it. 50 in a 17-game season is kind of a letdown if you think about it. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. He already whoa, did 50 whoa. and 16. Well, he's going to do it this year again in 17. Is Patrick Mahomes easier. on the decline? That, that's our that's the title no wait dylan that'd be the that'd be the best clickbait ever i can't even oh lie that'd be so fire i just had Patrick Mahomes career on the decline stupid <laughs> dylan you saw that they signed uh alex okafor which i feel like which gives us a little bit of insight to how they feel about the frank clark situation which i feel like is kind of yeah. very important to like the whole point he's, of like them having worse defense he's not like, coming he's not playing, he's not playing he's football not playing my man was riding around with an uzi he's not playing football this year i'm sorry <laughs> in a lambo truck at least he went in a out lambo truck. That's, he, he, that's he went out sick, style yeah. shout out frank clark <laughs> <laughs> Stupid all right we're going to the next one least points conceded hunter Dolphins, baby. Um, Tua I've, is, is, is not the guy. Um, so they're going to, I feel like, make the offense very, very sh- like short game, run the ball a decent amount. It's going to be, they're going to take up a lot of time on that offense, right? And the Dolphins defense is already fucking scary. So at plus 1,800 odds, I think they were six last year in least points conceded. So I think besides the Rams, they have the best chance or no, not, not the Rams, Washington football team, just based off the division as well. So um, I'm going to go, I see, I wanted to go football team, but I didn't want to take Dylan's. I wanted to give another answer, hey, but I can think agree the Dolphins with are, I know I agree with it, but I think the Dolphins are also like a good value for your money. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, Dobbs. So Mariah had to go with the Rams just because it kind of like it's the opposite of the Cowboys one for the best defense. I'm looking at a team that's going to be on offense a lot. And then when they got to step out on the field and defense, they just do the thing and the offense gets back out there and turns more clock. And I think who else other look to than Sean McVay and the Rams for this one. I don't even go any deeper than that. Just great. Hall of Fame. They have two Hall of Fame defenders on squad for like, I mean, they have, they added Stafford. They chew the fuck out of the clock. I'm taking LA on this one for sure at plus 1800. This is really bad podcasting here. I should have done this before the question, but 
the top five last year for at least points conceded. Number one was the Rams. Number two was the Ravens. Three, the Steelers. Four was Washington. Five was Saints. And then six was the Dolphins, which was Hunters. Just want to throw that out there. So the Rams did finish first last year, Dobbs. No, it's exactly. And like now you add, you get rid of golf and you add Stafford. I mean, plus 1,800. These odds are actually kind of even disrespectful when you consider that. Like, like things things have only gotten better, so I don't know. Know what it know would have been a good stat to look up for these teams? Time of possession. Yeah. That would have been probably, you look up time of possession, look up the worst division and strength of schedule, you could probably figure it out who's gonna and and you'd have to basically look at a team that hasn't changed much. I don't want to like go on a rant right here, but time of possession is such an undervalued stat for NFL mm-hmm. teams. Because this is, it is so important. Time of possession wins football games alone. And I just don't think people ever look at that. If you go look at the playoff teams or the teams that make the playoffs every year, uh, how many is it? Like, it's 12, right? So, yeah, I think like... Well, it's 14 or, now. Okay, yeah. Seven. Yeah, they added the yeah. extra spot. I'm pretty sure like eight of them are in the top 10 for time of possession. Yeah. So like it is so valuable and no one ever looks at it. No, it's and, time and, of possession and scoring differential. Because when I, I, this is like not the same at all. But when I was in high school and we did lacrosse, we like, we our defense was actually really really good. But like at the beginning of the season, we were getting chewed out because like we were letting up a ton of goals. Well, eventually they looked at the time of possession and the offense couldn't keep the ball. They would, they kept yeah. losing it. So if we broke down how much time we were actually on defense and the amount of goals allowed, we were like really, really, really good. And then they figured out is the offense and like we got we like they were less on our ass. But it's like if, if you're on defense all the time, you're gonna let up points at some point. I mean, that's what happened with the Bears, is they they were on biggest killer for so the Bears much. defense. Oh, biggest killer God. for the Bears defense. They destroyed them. I think well, go ahead, Dobbs. I, I really, really weird. I think, yeah, I, like what I think it comes down to is, it, you know, it's like long drives. We see teams like the Patriots have done it for years. A long drive in crucial moments will rip a team's heart out. You, they, you, you, you get them to third down three, four times in the drive. They always can, they keep converting it. They, they're, they're running the ball two, three, you know, each, each set of downs and they're taking a two minutes off the clock each, each like three downs. And before you know it, they're in the end zone. I had took 10 minutes off the clock and then, then you're, Offense is getting cold on the bench, you know, like, and, and it's just, yeah, your, your defense was chilling for a while, getting time to get fresh. And I think that like, when you just keep doing that, it's just like, you just beat the shit out of the team mentally. Mm-hmm. The Rams were third in time possession Damn. last year. All right. Kick it over to Connor for his. All right. So Hunter, you said three very smart things. Five minutes ago, time <laughs> possession. Let's look at the Buccaneers, Tom Possession. I'd say they'd be up there for next year, just from Tom Brady's perspective. Yep. Team that hasn't changed much. The Bucs are literally returning all 22 starters. Mm-hmm. And division, you've got a team that has no continuity at quarterback. Sorry, Dobbs, I know they're going to be good, but no continuity at quarterback. <laughs> you got a team that's got Sam Darnold as quarterback. And you got a Falcons team that just lost their best receiver on the squad. And they're not very good. So the Bucs are by far and large the best team in that division. And also, they have Todd Bowles, probably one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. Like, the man schemed up the perfect game plan against the best quarterback in the league. Shut him down. I know he didn't have any offensive line, but he was still brilliant in that fact. And at plus 1,600, it's a Bucks. They're not. They're not. They're, they're going to be the least points conceded team this year. Take it to the bank. I just have also, to say such a compelling argument right there. Thank you. <laughs> just quick <laughs> tidbit too. Quick tidbit. Todd Bowles, best case scenario after getting fired two years ago, lose your head coach job, come to the Bucks, get a Super Bowl literally two years later. Gang. He's like, you know what? Getting fired wasn't the worst thing in the world. I got the fuck out of New Jersey. Got the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. New, they're the New York Jets, but it's New Jersey. So I, I feel like for some, not enough people know that. Get that in your head if you didn't know that. But yeah, anyways, so you get the no. fuck out of New Jersey, you get the fucking Tampa, a little bit less money, Super Bowl ring on his finger. Bro, hey, shout out Todd Bowles, baby. So are the some... Jets gaslighting their location? They're lying. <laughs> Jets, the Jets full of cap. I just gotta say, some coaches aren't meant to be head coaches. They're just better as coordinators. And reuniting Todd Bowles with Bruce Arians was the best thing the Bucks did, honestly. 
Mm-hmm. That and bringing in Tom Brady, of course. Yeah. Um, all right, so mine, Hunter already said it. I'm going with the football team at plus 1,100 odds. Oh, I did. It's Riverboat Ron and Chase Young. They're gonna fucking eat this. Hey, hey, and Montez Sweat. Don't, don't don't sleep on Montez my boy, Sweat. bro. He's a good he's a good secondary defensive end. I can't lie. Um, but also, the one thing to this is that Alex Smith was so conservative. He was doing those long drives. It helped out the defense so much, right? Fitzpatrick. I didn't really think about this until we started talking about T.O.P. He likes to get a little loose with the football, throw it around a little bit. But um, they're still a really good defense. I still think they have a conservative play style so on offense, so I think it still is a good bet. All right, next one, we got winning state. Fuck, let me read them off. So we got basically the way they set this up was they have an option for any other state, and then they have the states where there are two or more football teams. So they have California, Florida, Maryland, New York slash New Jersey, Ohio, Texas, and Pennsylvania. Hunter, what did you go with here? Oh, we won't write an answer here. It's obviously New York. Not the Jets. Not the Giants. This is funny. <laughs> In case you forgot, Buffalo is Dude, a part of New that. York everyone State. Everyone forgets that. And if you didn't forget... There's a quarterback up there by number 17 who can throw the ball at least 200 yards. And they got Stephon Diggs. New York, you have three teams. No, no, the craziest part. That's the craziest part. It's plus 900. The only team they have is Buffalo, technically. We're actually opening up a whole new can of worms. Oh, what happened to the Zach Wilson? The Giants and the Jets are both New Jersey. (laughs) What happened to Zach Wilson? That's what's fucked is the Giants and the Jets both play in New Jersey. Oh, oh, he's saying saying just New York is Like, literally, the Buffalo is like... No, no, no. This was a New York, New Jersey bet. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. It's a, but what happened to Zach Wilson? But no, Dobbs, oh, honestly, Dobbs, he honestly, is. regardless, that but did it, make sense because the Bills might as well be the only team in New York this year, if I'm being honest. As as far as Super Bowl champions. Stop sleeping on those Jets, but yeah, for Super Bowl champions. Super Bowl. <laughs> hot Jets. Uh, yeah. Hot Jets, hot Zach, Jets Zach Wilson, year. rookie Super Bowl MVP, baby. Every nah. year. I'm coming to Guns Blazing the next a, season if that's that. <laughs> every year we pick an incredibly un, incredible underdog and we call and we say hot and then whatever their name is. That's, yeah, the that's what happens, bro. That has yeah. to be the Hot Jets. Oh, next year is the, next year's the, the Hot Jags. Next year's the Hot Jags. <laughs> or the Hot Lions next year. Yo, Wait, hold up. Can we, <laughs> can me and Hunter choose a different team? I don't really. Oh, yeah. One it. Let's let's pick a team. Right, yeah, you we're guys gonna can team have your side. This. You ha- feel free. Me and Connor are confident. No, that's side. what we should do. Right, and then right, whatever right, team, right. whatever team. Yes, we're, I like that. Me and Connor are scoffing at your shit over what here. We did last really year, like, what we did last year was pick a team that's under five hundred to root for for the next year. So you guys are I the like Jets. Hundred percent. We're going New Jersey. Hunter, who are we going? <laughs> uh, Washington, because they were under five hundred, weren't they? No, they weren't. Eight and eight. No, no, that that's five hundred. Fuck. That's team. No, it's only fun if you choose a really bad team. Yeah, you just gas them up. <laughs> we can be the hot Jags. We can you be the guys hot could Jags. be the hot Jags. You want to ride with the Jags? Or the hot Chargers. The hot Chargers. Number one and number two picks. Oh, dude. There's no way the Chargers aren't going to be hot, though. I feel like that's cheating. The Chargers are going to be hot. Like, that's no definitely way. cheating. Um, yeah, the you know whole what, point of it is to ride with the Jags. The hot Bengals. You guys should be like the hot Bengals. I would fuck with Cincinnati, bro. It's so gross. Okay, let's run it with the dirty C. Let's run it with the dirty C. Dirty C. That sounds so foul. The dirty C. The hot oh, bangles. Let's You're go, like, bro. You're making merch, bro. The dirty C Super Bowl champions 2025. Imagine pulling up. Imagine pulling up to Cincinnati. What the fuck do you think you're gonna see? Just listen to the Cat Williams special about Cincinnati. He'll tell you all about it. I feel like Cincinnati looks like. I've drove through it once, but I feel like. Cincinnati is like a very, very like extremely budget like Atlanta. Oh, anybody? No, like no, literally, like Hunter. Any anybody who hasn't seen it after this episode, any listener, please look up the Cat Williams. It time. looks fire, bro. You will, you will literally be crying laughing. Okay. He literally had a Go whole live rant. There, Dylan. He had a fire. He had a whole rant about What are you saying? Cincinnati. That's our team, Hunter. What are you saying here? <laughs> no, no, no. I support the team, not the city. That's hilarious. Look at that. <laughs> look at that view. Oh, you get to see you get to see all all of Ohio from that. I sent you guys a picture. That's fire. Let me take a look at this view, bro. Let me take a look. Kind of nice. Okay, and then what do you do there? Ride the Ferris wheel. 
Yeah, clearly ride the Ferris wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do that at Navy Pier. Bro, no, clearly you ride the Ferris wheel, you, you can take a drive on the bridge at night. Like, there's definitely two, at least two good things to do in Cincinnati. Right Bro, there. I feel like this picture is such a cap and so edited. Oh, uh, incredibly. It's that's like the not... Ferris wheels edited in. That's what you look up. You just look up city, city skyline and that'll come up. Someone's like, like no, that picture's Cincinnati. actually 20 years old and they actually just refurbished it and this, everything in that picture's been removed. Like, you just recall it's all cap. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's get back on track here. That was a I don't weird even know where we were. No, that is a hilarious segment. <laughs> we're, uh, Cincinnati, I sincerely okay. apologize. Dobbs, we're on to you. Hunter was talking about New York, and then we got into the Jets and then Cincinnati. But Dobbs, winning state. I'll, I'll keep mine short. I'll keep mine short because we had it went on a Cincinnati rant. But <laughs> Cali, because I already said I think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. It's so like I got to go Cali. I mean, like, you know, it's just, I just I, I'll be I mean, simple. I, I like that too. And I think at 400, you're not making a ton of money, but you're also not risking a ton of money. So it's like, you know, if you want to put like, like, why not? It's just like, you know, like, I think you got a good chance to win it. Also not make, yeah, I'm going, I would go Kelly on this one. This would not be that I'd really put money on, but Kelly, you know, like it buzz around or why not? Connor, you're up next. By chance, does yours have to do with the team that me and Hunter almost supported up in Jacksonville? <laughs> it does not. No. Okay. Sorry, yeah. guys. I, I have a name for our, our team now. I, I came up instead of they can be the hot jets. We're gonna be this uh we're gonna be sexy cincy. Oh, okay. I, I kind of like, like the dirty C. Well, okay, we That's can be nickname. the dirty C. Yeah, we'll be the dirty C. Can be the dirty C. Let's get some this, merch out. All right, all right. Dirty let's get C. This. <laughs> this is so or, or it can be either or <laughs> depending on the day. Like okay, so True. plus five hundred, right. Connor. Yeah, so we got Florida. Um you know, Kansas City wasn't an option, and they're the favorites for the Super Bowl. Next best thing is Tampa Bay. So you pick Florida at plus 500. Also, if you really think two is a guy like I'm hoping he is, then Miami could make a little run there. So I'm, I'm going with Florida. All right. For mine, am I lame for doing this? Because I just looked at, for all of the sections, I have the lowest odds for all of them. Yeah, that's why I didn't take it. It's such a fucking cop-out bet. All right, so I did other state because I am preaching and manifesting a Chiefs versus Bucks Super Bowl again this year. I think the NFL wants it to happen. Tom versus Mahomes round two in the Super Bowl. Like, come on. It's fun. I thought you were going to say the Bears, bro. I was literally preparing mentally for you to say, I manifested <laughs> Super Bowl. No, but I'm just going with that. Because I think the Chiefs are going to get it done. And then maybe round three the following year. Who knows? Oh, my God. I hope not. It's going <laughs> to be the Warriors versus Cavs. But the NFL I hope version. Not. I really hope All right. not. So that was our gambling segment. A little fun there. Hunter, take us through the fantasy segment. <sighs> so moving over to the fantasy segment. We all love fantasy. And it's coming up. We can't wait to draft. We're doing a dynasty league of our own. Not no fucking auction draft though. And um, so the first question we Fuck have is the draft. tight end fantasy sleeper. So these are guys that you know may not be at the top of your list, but could have a stellar year. So first, Dobbs, go go ahead with yours. Man, first of all, Jared Cook, you sleazy son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you sleazy son of a bitch. Adam Troutman's going to show you what a real tight end looks like. And it, with it, hey, at an ADP of 185, I'm cheesing. Dayton fans are cheesing. Adam Troutman's going to show the NFL what he's made of. I've been waiting for it. Jared Cook was bitch ass was getting touches, going talking Jeez. shit about the Saints, fumbling away Drew Brees' last Super Bowl chance. Oh, yeah, no, I hope he, I, I, I hope he knows it too. Man, scrub. Adam Troutman's going to show the Saints and the NFL what a real New Orleans tight end looks like. With that said, let's get the flexing on him, Adam Troutman. I'm about the Adam Troutman train. I'm going to jump on it. Okay. I uh, know everyone needs to before it's too late. I'm telling you guys. An incredibly hostile response, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my sleeper tight end this year um, is Irv Smith Jr. from the Vikings. They lost Kyle Rudolph. Um, and you know, that's a pretty high powered offense. I think they were top 10 in scoring last year. So he's going to be the third option in Minnesota. I'm sure he'll get a bunch of targets either in the red zone or off, um, you know, screens, a lot of flat rollouts and whatnot. You know, Kirk Cousins likes to 
throw the ball around a little. Um, his ADP is 131, so you can get them pretty late. Tight end two, pretty good upside. So I think Irv Smith Jr. is going to have a lot of value. So I went with a newly signed guy. He's on a new team this year, a team that loves to use tight ends, historically has done a great job of using it. I'm going with John New Smith on the Patriots. His current ADP is 134. I think he's been going and like people have been reaching on him like nine, round nine, I'd say. But this man is a freak of an athlete. He's so fast. He looks like a receiver. They did sign Hunter Henry. I don't think that matters that much. Like I think John New Smith is so good that he could be threatening to lead the team and receiving this year. I think he's that good. They did sign Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, but again, Johnny Smith is that good. He's that good of an athlete. He's going to dominate in that offense. I truly believe it. Well, that is for your tight ends. I'm going Cole Komet. I, I don't know if you watch his, I don't know when you, he did not get the ball a ton last year, but when he got the ball, he ran angry. He was pissed. And like, there'd be like four guys on him and he was just pissed. So I think, I think with Jimmy Graham was like a good, like red zone target last year and all that. But I honestly think that whole year was to kind of teach Cole Komet of like what they're expecting him to do. So I think they're going to play Komet a little bit more. And I think I think honestly with A-Rob and Mooney and then we have Graham and Komet in the middle at an ADP of 140, I think he's easily, easily, easily worth the risk. I might, uh, yeah. But that'll wrap it up for our tight end fantasy sleepers. We have, um, so we're doing this all off of um, fantasy pros in the rankings. So they're they have wide receivers um we're doing this all ppr and they have receivers ranked in tiers so we had what fantasy tier four receiver according to fantasy pros will finish the best of their group dobbs go ahead all right so i went with um the guy with the lowest adp out of all of us which is t higgins and my logic on this is actually really simple you know, hear me out on this because i know it's there's a lot of really good options for 30 c but here's why because Jamar Chase is going to open up T. Higgins even more than, and T. Higgins was already getting open by himself last year. Well, with the help of Jamar Chase, I think T. Higgins is going to be, as we've said, Jamar Chase is going to be do, burning dudes over the top. T. Higgins is going to be open a lot. T. Higgins is, the, is now the possession receiver of this team, kind of in a way. I, I think he's going to see a ton of targets. He's going to catch a lot of balls. Even if it's not super deep, he's going to be a good third, guy to go to on third down. And the Bengals offense is probably going to be pretty good. So with that said, I think T. Higgins out of here has a really good chance to be like really, really good value especially at 67, something anywhere around there, you get great value out of T Higgins this year. Do you think um, Cincy is kind of crowded in the receiver space though? I mean, I, yeah, but at the same time, like Joe Burrow, I mean, like I, I, I the Bengals drafted him to throw the ball a lot. I mean, like they that's know, fair. like, like Joe Burrow can like that. Like, I think that's the goal. Like Joe Burrow can, is the type of guy who can throw the ball like 30, 40 times a game and get mm-hmm. it done. I mean, we saw at LSU, like, I, I think that like, there's just a lot of mouths to feed. But Joe yeah. Burrow's type of dude that can feed a lot of mouths, kind of like okay. over there, and you know, it's like like he's no obviously not Tom Brady, but like it's kind of like how the Bucks are man they can manage to feed a lot of mouths too. Like I think that, and, and also like I, I I really do think Jamar Chase and Higgins are going to be like a nice little combination. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I always hate to say this too, but it is a part of the NFL. It is a part of fantasy, a big part of fantasy actually. If for God forbid something, some injury happens to one of the Bengals receivers. I think the production of the other two guys is going to skyrocket. So mm-hmm. God forbid something happens to Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, like T Higgins is going to have a very good year too. So I agree. Connor. Um, before I give mine also, do you guys know the Burbs pro anti-list um, thing that I always have running and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. The dirty C is now on the pro list. So what is this pro list? <laughs> So last year when we had the podcast with uh, Harris, we would do, you know, like just people that we fucked with or whatnot more than anybody else. And then like okay. anti people. And then at the end of the year, we do a pro list award member, like okay. person of the year and then anti list. And so now we got the dirty C on the pro list. So where, where does Joe Mixon fall on this list? 
Gosh, we're pretty towards the dirty, dirty sea. It's not. I like oh. Joe Mixon. Oh, he's in like, the dirty sea. Oh still, my god! <laughs> I'm still oh. repping Joe Mixon. I'm repping Joe Mixon too right now. I feel like Hunter's forced to now. Can I just like be honest? You forced, forced. No. I just no. think it's so funny to like get attached to something that's kind of on the grosser side of it, and then just like yeah. gas it up so much. It's so fun. It is. That is. That's like exactly, Cincinnati, you guys are in a fun position. Cincinnati oh, probably is not that cool of a place, but I'm just gonna gas it up and make it seem like it's the best place. Ever. Look at the Ferris when, wheel, bro. Has someone ever <laughs> said the best you? Ferris wheel on Earth. Has someone ever said to you, "Yo, let's go to vacation. Let's hit Cincinnati." Oh no, you're pulling the Noah, the Joe Joe on Cincy. All right, hey, wait, sorry, Connor, Cincy. Connor, go ahead. Okay. Um. All right. So my <laughs> tier four receiver, uh, I took the highest ADP or the lowest ADP. The one that will be drafted first, and that's Julio Jones. His ADP is 40 right now. Um, I think he's a steal in, like, the third to fourth round. I mean, the man's has always been a first or second round pick, no matter what. He's going to get 100 yards receiving every game. Um, and, you know, I really like the style of offense. I think it fits him a little bit better than it did in Atlanta. So I think he's going to see more end zone targets this year than he ever has in the past. So, I mean, I'm taking Julio Jones in every draft in the third and fourth round when I can get him. Can I propose a question real quick too? Fantasy related, of course. So there's a lot of disparity between the rankings like on ESPN and NFL.com, right? The biggest one that I've always noticed is AJ Brown and NFL.com has been mocked late first round. Like he's, the 10th person in the rankings. Wow. ESPN is like, he's around 20. So like back of the second round, right? I personally, I don't buy the AJ Brown first round Mm-mm. fantasy value. I want to see what you guys thought, because to me, that was always bizarre. Like he's a, a crazy athlete. He's so good, but you also added Julio, right? And like Julio is still really fucking good. Like I know he's old, but he is a monster still. I can see that next year, depending on how he plays this year. I would feel more comfortable. I can, if you can get him at the end of the second round, take him. But I could see like a middle second round selection. I think that's fair. Or like, big if 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 it's like heavy receivers taking the first round, like not many running backs are taken, which would be rare. I can see taking earlier second round. But I I, I don't. I think he's more of a mid uh, end of second round kind of guy. Okay, cool. I agree. I mean, it's just like I don't know. I just don't think he's he wouldn't get that. Not production. one. Not not he first round yet. I mean, it's like in what a twenty go, team fucking league, maybe. For him to go like tenth overall is like saying you think he's going to be better than Diggs, Terry Kill, Devontae Adams, like all those dudes. Well, then you also have to implement the fucking running backs that are going to get taken in the first couple picks, you know. So it's like right. I don't know. But okay. Dylan, well, who would you take in, in this tier four list? I've been preaching this guy all offseason. You need to get a piece of the Rams offense. Robert Woods is a fantastic receiver, but Cooper Cup is also going to eat. His ADP is 54. I think he can easily compete with any of these guys to be the best in this tier. And with Stafford throwing him the ball, I think he's going to come in and have one of his first healthy seasons and be play all year long. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can get him round four, reach on him a little bit, that's an absolute steal too. That Rams offense is going to be electric. I think Cooper Cup's going to eat. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams offense is going to be pretty good. Another offense that I think could be good every single year is the Vikings. So I took Adam Thielen with ADP of 47. The way I see it is Dalvin Cook. Uh, injuries are kind of here and there with him. And like, you can't really rely on him to play the full season. Justin Jefferson, great receiver. Adam Thielen's a great compliment to him because that's kind of how it's going to go going forward. But it doesn't knock any bit of Adam Thielen's talent. Like he's still talented and God forbid something happened to Justin Jefferson where he has to sit out. Like Adam Thielen's going to be the number one. And it, it, I don't know, like who, who else are you really throwing it to out there? So, I mean, they got options, but Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are clear one and two. So I think he's a safe pick, especially in the fourth round. Play him in a flex, like, not bad. The only thing unsafe about him is he's just getting older, and you just never yeah. know when the drop-off's coming from most guys. But other than yeah. that, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, then, I agree with it. Oh, 
I was gonna no, say, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Drop off is scary, but it is. It does need to be said. He was, I, I top ten for sure. Maybe closer to top five fantasy receiver last year. Um. So someone wrote down this question. I don't know who it was, but someone said, "Who should when? What round would you feel comfortable drafting Darrell Henderson?" All right. So I, I'll just say I wrote down this question real quick as we were doing the news or headline segment because I think this is an interesting question and I think a lot of people will be interested in this and want to know. So yeah. Who wants to take this first? I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't know too much about him and I honestly don't really, I don't know. I felt like the Rams were really invested in cam acres and I think they were going to try to implement that run game, but now they have Matt Stafford. They, they don't they can throw it 50 times a game like I feel like he'll get some of that workload that Cam Akers was going to get but I just I'm not buying them buying into the running game for Henderson so I don't know I'll take a crack at it I'm uh I've been a big fan of Darrell Henderson ever since he came into the league um I think I've drafted in the last two years in a row in fantasy football I mean it's been like rounds 13 and lower because you know you're taking a crack at a Rams running back why not but if you've ever seen his highlights at Memphis like crazy crazy electric like the dude like if there was a definition for home run hitter in fantasy football it's Darrell Henderson and like he's 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 got the talent he's been injured a lot and I think I would be comfortable drafting him in the third round if barring they don't sign anybody else and i'm i'm assuming that the closer we get to draft season the more solidified every roster is going to be i'm not seeing them you know picking up a free agent two weeks before the first game of the season so i mean once you get down to the thick of it of the fantasy football like season and whatnot I would be comfortable taking him in the third round. Cam Akers was a second round pick. I don't think the talent level's all that far off. He's worse, but I mean, not that much worse. And the offense is going to be amazing, like you were saying, Dylan. So I, I'd be comfortable third round. Okay. Yeah. Um, just touch on the hook. I was actually going to say third round too, Connor. I think I'd say fourth or fifth is like a safe bet. Like if he's there fourth or fifth round, absolutely take a flyer on him. You can always make up for not always, but you could usually make up picking up someone um, and they'll add value to your team for running back. But third round, if you're really feeling ballsy, you think he's, you believe in him. He, and let's say he does see, assume almost the exact same role that acres does. That'd be an absolute steal. Like Darrell Henderson will be that good. The only other thing, like you said, two counters, if they do add someone and you do take him that early, you're that's, going to be horrible for that because they're almost saying that whoever they sign is going to get a lot of touches too so Mm -hmm. well that'll wrap up our fantasy segment we're going to move on to the one-on-one segment what second year quarterback will have the best season connor dobson go go first first i think who went first last time we'll just always switch off i think i did i went first last time so i think you should go first this time all right you you got the timer ready three two one all right, so with Justin Herbert, let's just start off with the stats last year because they're 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 eye popping. I mean, first of all, you got a 22 year old kid who comes in the league, throws for 4,336 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 1.7 percent interception, uh, per, whatever clips. So he's only throwing an interception 1.7 percent of the time, um, and he came into the Chargers offense. The Chargers obviously had a lot of weapons, which is one thing that's huge about him. But in college, when nobody expects this to happen, uh, some notable things about him that I think are really interesting. He engineered this year. Three straight game-winning drives as a rookie quarterback, which is crazy. Uh, he's also the uh, only rookie quarterback in history to have 10 multi-passing touchdown games, which is uh, also seven of them were consecutive. Um, I mean, there's really not – like, Justin Herbert is – he's 6'5". He's, he has all the tools to be a great quarterback. He has Brandon Staley coming in, who obviously already showed he's a, he's a great defensive coach. If he can bring that same energy and control the offense, I see no way – that the Chargers are not going to be a great team for a long time. They're already, and the O-line has gotten better. I mean, and the weapons are just younger and getting better. I think the Chargers are on pace to be a great team for a long time, and Justin Herbert's going to engineer that future. All right, Connor, three, two, one. All right, Joe Burrow, the greatest 
college quarterback of all time. Had his rookie year last year. And you know what? It was cut short. They had some offensive line problems. And you know what? The thing that I loved most about his season last year, his scrambling ability transferred straight from the college to the pros. And I think that separates him from the other quarterbacks in the league when you can make something out of nothing and you're also just as accurate in the pocket. But I also want to touch on the offensive line this year because that's where everybody says he's not going to be that great. The offensive line is actually not as bad as a lot of people said. People were saying they should have drafted Penny Swell and whatnot. No, they should not have, and this is why. Riley Reef, the right tackle that they signed this year, had a 75 pass blocking grade last year. That is exactly the middle of the pack. 34 out of 64 qualifying tackles. Jonah Williams, the left tackle, was the best player on Alabama two years ago. That's what Nick Saban said, quote, unquote. He's their left tackle. <laughs> Connor's Man, always fighting minute, with the buzzer. This, this minute. I was right at the buzzer. Kills me. <laughs> All right, Dobbs, ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. No, you know, Connor, I completely agree with that point about scrambling, and I'm glad you brought it up because you, I th- you'll agree with this. One thing that Justin Herbert, I think, surprised a lot of people with last year was how good he was outside of the pocket. Nobody even really knew he had that element to his game where he wouldn't play breaks down. He can, uh, you know, he can run out. I remember one play specifically against the Saints where I, it killed me. It was a long third down. We had him. It was the weird, we're sh- momentum was shifting our way. And this dude rolls out of the pocket, and it was to Keen Allen. Uh, he roll, he's rolling right and throws a dart to Keen Allen. It was like a 30-yard strike straight into the end zone. And, with you know, like right at the edge of the pylon. And I was like, damn, dude, You're done. this kid has got it. So, yeah, just Herbert on the run. He's money, too. Do we have to dock Dobbs for going long? No, I'm playing. Yeah, sorry. he definitely <laughs> hurt you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, shit. Um, can, can you give me it again? <laughs> <laughs> you you got to say start. You just said, All right. He doesn't start the stopwatch until you start talking. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. This is good. Three, <laughs> three two, one. Okay, you can start it now. Um, so the thing I have to say against Justin Herbert is there's a fact that he's going to have to regress. I think he's talented or whatnot, but there's a reason Joe Burrow was picked number one, and there's a reason Justin Herbert was picked number six, and I think that's going to show this year. Damn, using half the time. Also through was fucking with the timekeeper by just not saying anything <laughs> for the first, like, five seconds. Um, all right, I have to say, what are we defining as best? Because Justin Herbert, better team, will statistically, probably... Statistically. Statistically. That's also kind of hard because, like, Joe Burrow probably will throw the ball, like, 40 times a game. I... Uh, see, I'm really, really torn on this one. I'm like, going to be usually honest. Usually I have, like, a person. Not today. I See, this is, like, the first time I'm not torn. Hunter, you always give me a hard time for being indecisive. I'm going with Joey B because I think Both. he's... That injury, he's he's trending up. I think sophomore slump is a very real thing. And yeah, I'm sorry, Dobbs. I'm going with Joey B. Oh, it's totally understandable. Also, he's from the dirty sea. What do you expect me to say here? <laughs> he I'm is from the dirty sea. <laughs> I am talking to the two dirty sea boys. <laughs> so I have here's my thing. I think Joe Burrow is more a more sure bet in this case. But Justin Herbert, to me, has kind of that more risk factor where it's like he could boom or bust this year. Not boom or bust, but you know what I'm saying? Like he could either spaz even more than he did last year or not. Joe Burrow off the off the injury is kind of scaring me a little bit. And like we talked about his scrambling. I don't know if he's going to want to do that right away. I, I don't know how that offense is going to work. I their weapons are crazy, but like it's so I really, 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 really want to go burrow. I really do. But I think Herbert just has that risk factor where he might just ball out. So Connor's for, part. Bro, this is the hardest one we've done where I don't I, the injury scares the shit out of me. They're but so I close. Do, they're I so do close. see Herbert. I do see the fact that Herbert could have like a fat ass slump. Like I could easily see that. That's so, what it but, was for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run with. It's a different coaching system too, though, in uh, in San Diego or LA. But <laughs> no yeah, more Anthony LA. Lynn. No yeah. more Anthony Lynn. Lynn. Fuck it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Herbert. Sorry. Game Actually, I'm not apologizing. What the fuck? <laughs> you should apologize because you went against the dirty sea. Yeah, I know. He's Those going against his own fog. blood. <laughs> so, Caught. so I mean, that's why I wore orange today. But damn. Um, so me and Dylan are up next, and the question is, uh, which 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 quarterback has the most to prove in 2021? So who 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 who's gonna go first? I'll go first. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna come out with some this fucking energy wild. on this one. Let's go. go. I'm gonna start this off with some. Mm. All right. Okay. Oh, this is gonna be this is this is wild. Timer's going. I got the alarm too, so you're gonna be cut off right by it. All right. All right. When I, when you start talking, I'll start it. All right. Give <laughs> me a countdown though. Sure. Thanks. All right. Three, two, one. go all right so i don't give a fuck if hunter has the better person i don't care i'm gonna try to argue this the best that i can all right carson wentz sure he had one bad year he was an mvp candidate before he has shown that he can't play at a high level right and that was just one bad year i don't think he has that much to prove he's gonna be in a safe offense i think he'll play pretty good i don't think like it'd be a shock if he played well right this guy can't throw a fucking football. He was throwing at people's feet and stuff. We're talking about Cam Newton's career. If Cam Newton doesn't fall out this year, he's done. He's gone from the league. He might be in a backup role. Who knows? But he is fighting for his career. And he posts fire Instagram posts all the time saying that he's going to be back. He wants it. He has so much to prove this year. If he doesn't, he's just gone. He's done. Five seconds to spare. All Damn. Right. Oh, shit. Love the passion. How do you get to bring that fire? I oh, had to bring the I... fire because I think Hunter <laughs> is the guy. We, we need to see the angry Hunter Are you before ready? we started the pod. Angry oh, I Hunter. <laughs> I right, just saw. Uh, I'm good to go whenever. All right. Three, two, one, go. You know, I, I always find it interesting when someone starts off their argument, like 30 seconds of it, bashing my guy, not even talking up their own guy. But let's get back into Carson Wentz. He is on the Colts, and he was traded for a, uh, a third-round pick and a conditional second-round pick, a $100 million contract. He's with the coach that he had his best season with. The franchise drafted him, gave him that money, drafted a second-round quarterback, and then traded him. He sucked last year. If Carson Wentz does not perform, there is so much on the line here. If Cam Newton doesn't perform, everyone knows he sucks. There's nothing to prove. There's nothing to prove. He is not a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. There's Everyone knows that. Everybody knows this. Carson Wentz has that small chance, and if he doesn't, he's fucking done forever. Not forever. He's going to be some backup somewhere. Four seconds to spare. All right. Dylan, you ready for your rebuttal? Cam Newton is so ready to prove it this year. And like I said, his career is gone. He posts all these weird Instagram pictures with weird-ass captions that you can't even read. I've never seen someone more motivated to prove everyone else wrong. <laughs> and you know what? Like I said, his career is done if he doesn't play well this year. I think he's got a lot to prove. That's all I have to say. All right. Hunter, you ready? All right, whenever you go. <laughs> Cam Newton hasn't had a winning season since 2017. Nobody is counting on him. There's nothing. <laughs> Bro, the only thing he can prove is to himself that he can still step on the field and throw a football. No, I bet you no GM in his office is like, hmm, I wonder what Cam can do for us. <laughs> Nobody's fucking doing that, bro. You know who's doing that? Carson Wentz because of how much money's on the fucking line. All right. That was quite the eventful um, <sighs> argument you had there, guys. <laughs> um, Me and Hunter that, never fails for entertainment. That was so funny, dude. <laughs> what do you think, Dubs? Just say well, it. I don't give a fuck. I, no, this, needs, this does need to be pointed out. 
for, Dylan, you made a great point about the fact that like Cam Newton obviously like really takes everything personally. And like, he really does want to prove to everybody that like, he can't, doesn't just throw the football at people's feet, which is what we've <laughs> seen a lot of the past two, three seasons. But Hunter does make a good point that I don't like, it's, he really, really needs to, to prove it to himself at this point. Carson Wentz does have an entire city that is relying on him now, an entire offensive coordinator or, or the entire head coach that's relying on him to come and play well, heavy investment into him. So with that being said, I got to go with Carson Wentz. But I will, I do agree that Cam Newton is probably the most motivated man on earth to prove to everybody that he still can play football. That was a very good point. Like that, that's, you're definitely telling the lies right there. You always know when you're going to lose to the judge because they start off with yours. And yeah. They say, yeah. But. It's okay. I already know what Connor's going to say. I'm going to take my L. No, no, no. Let him all say it. Let him all say I it. care waiting. about, all I care about is that I made a compelling argument for a shitty candidate for the argument. Okay. You definitely did a good job. You, you, you definitely made a compelling argument. Thank you. Thank you. I want to hear you. it out of Connor's all right, mouth. All right. So, you know, honestly, <laughs> I think Dylan, I think you could have put a little bit more like thought into the argument or whatnot. I mean, like I would have, I would have started by saying like the greatest coach of all time has picked you to start their franchise after the goat or whatnot. Maybe talk about how they drafted a guy. He's got that to prove, but I mean, I, I think Hunter had the better argument. So I'm just going to go with that. Yeah. And he has, look, the Hunter, he's going, look, 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 look. Oh no. Oh no. Stops. He said, he That's said, I'm keeping this on our planning call. He said, I'm keeping this in my room for when oh, I sweep you. No. <laughs> All right. I was walking into no. the argument. Hunter snagged him so quick, and that's who I was gonna choose too. So, bro, you got me now. Next time I sweep Connor, whenever that happens, oh next, Connor, shit! Connor's oh, been coming shit. with good arguments. Connor's been coming with good arguments, so I can't predict my next sweep. But when it next occurs, I got a room behind me too. I might have to. Guy, you might have. To, I might have to wild out. Should all have one on the get on the ready. We do Don't need let that happen to you. I just did that in front of everybody watching. What do you <laughs> we, want me to choose? He was the clear and Sam obvious. Sam Darnold. It's the easiest okay, choice. No. Oh my Sam God, Sam Darnold's a good one too. Right? I don't get why you guys think Sam Darnold has a lot to prove. This is the funniest part. When we promote the segment, literally we need this just like like this 30 Bro, seconds right here. You could have had Tua and you could have had Sam Darnold. Okay. You picked a quarterback who's 33 years old who has been throwing the ball at the ground for the last three years. What yeah. the fuck is he proving? I didn't yeah, take we, Tua. We need, this needs to be the segment. Look, this needs to be promotion I right didn't, here. I didn't take Tua because both of the – Dobbs and Connor said they would have just chose me, and that's fake. Are you a winner or what? Do you want to yeah. win? Because I want—I don't want to get. I don't want to win in a cheap fashion. Well, I don't I'm sorry, win in a cheap fashion. I'm not letting someone hey. pull out a broom on me after a fucking this argument. This is too funny. This, this is getting this is getting a little out of hand. Let's get to the crazy stat, huh? What do you say? I'm trying to be a good guy, and Sam Darnold fucking sucks. He didn't have shit to prove. He's gonna Damn. prove that they're gonna go six and eleven this year. Congrats. <laughs> All right, let's go. Chris right. Okay. Be a nice a guy. Crap. Oh, do you want to win or be a nice guy? <laughs> nice guy, bro. Uh, all right. Welcome to the crazy stat of the week. It's always my favorite part of the podcast. So for this statistic, we have – there have been two quarterbacks – to throw more than 25 interceptions in one season since 2010. And right. one of them is Jameis Winston. The other quarterback to throw more than 25 interceptions in one season has done it twice since 2010. Who is this quarterback? Uh, Philip Rivers. Good guess. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna reveal the answer yet until everybody's got theirs out there. Eli Manning. So another good guess, uh, Dylan. I want to say Fitzpatrick, but he hasn't played enough games for that to be possible. I don't think. I don't think. I. I don't think. You guys want to know? I don't think it's a bad guess. Eli Manning threw 25 interceptions in 2010 yeah! and 27 oh, in 2013. Our first one. Congratulations, Dubs. See, I you know I had I remembered because when I was doing my research for Eli Manning, I remember I took note of a few. I was I thought for sure I saw a few 20 plus interceptions seasons. I was like, there's a good chance that we that, that he go. might be the guy. 
The yep. first one ever. That is crazy, crazy though. I'm, crazy. I'm taking my crown. Who's going to take it, bro? I got the crown now. I got the crazy stack crown. I don't think anyone's going to take it for it. a minute, bro. I mean, I'm, I'm rocking um, that bitch for a minute. I know we got a little hostile, so I do want to apologize and let you know that at heart, I'm still a dirty sea boy. This okay, is true. Funny. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Hey, it's all for the debate segment. It's all for the debate. But at the end of the day, when Joe Mixon is running all over those fucking stupid Jets, the ugly Jets. Right. Right. Mix. You know what? Know what's gonna be? Look at this bullshit. Know what? Do the, they? Fucking Joe Mixon's gonna post a picture of him in the Jets end zone and say Mixon mixed them. <laughs> and then so fire. That'd be so fire. And then. Zach Wilson's gonna post the, a clip. He'd be like, "Zach Wilson willed the team to the playoffs while y'all was in the dirty seat." And yep, October thirty first. They play. They play. Oh my god! We have to be right. in one house, and we have we to got no. We need to go to the game. Yeah, we got a live. Fuck that! It. Let's go to the game. <laughs> what, 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 what works? Is it in New York or is it in Cincinnati? On Halloween, it's in New York. Oh it my god! Wait, is it in Cincy? I'll drive. No, it's in New York. Oh. Ah, and it's in New going. Jersey. It's in New Jersey. Ew, ew. It's in New we Jersey. Gotta, we gotta hype it up. We Rutherford. gotta post a bunch of shit about the our matchup. Well, we we need to side bets on it. Jets. We definitely gotta be together for this game. Well, we should make a graphic. We should make a graphic and post it on our Twitter. Who are you it's taking? The, the, who would you rather support this year, the Dirty Sea or the Hot Jets? That'd be so fun. Literally, like that's it. a poll we need. I'm down. That'd be, so that'd be funny as hell. That would be. But um, this has been quite the show it's it's been an experience it's 5 11 and we started trying to get this going at 2 30 so Let's quite a go. day thank Let's you guys go. for watching if you can't tell we we do put a lot of work into this so any bit of interaction with our content helps us a lot um liking commenting subscribing especially because you can get then you'll see our videos and you'll be able to watch them and we put out clips um, thank you guys so much for real. Like we put a ton of time into this. So anything really does help. Um, we'll be back next week. Let us know in the comments if you're a dirty C fan or if you're a hot jet fan. Let's go. Because this is important. So, it is important. This is important for the future. Um, we got to think of like mottos for like each, each of them too. Like we, so we can say, we can like handshake and say the motto. Um, right. We do. But like I don't know, like if the Jets, if the Jets fans did it, it'd be kind of weird because then they'd be like taking our ideas and stuff. But um, Dylan, we can figure that out. So <laughs> we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for watching. It was like a great show. Y'all ready for this?